0: today will never happen again so don't waste it with a false start or no start at all org mandina and i would like to remix that and say this year will never happen again so don't waste it with a false start or no start at all jasmine dewey's You have just tuned into another episode of Eat With Her, Don't Compete With Her, and it's your girl, Jazz. Welcome back, y'all. Y'all miss me? I'll pause. Okay, okay, okay. I miss you guys, too. And for those who haven't been a part of Eat, Don't Compete, if this is your first episode ever tuning in with us, welcome. I mean, joining our community is will be amongst the best things you've done in your life because there will be helping, there will be healing, and I promise to leave an impact. So if you have just tuned in for the very first time, please find some of our older episodes just to gain some context on what it is we discuss here and things of that nature. So let me jump right into what we will be talking about on today. We're talking All Things 2020. Also, I'll throw in what are the different things you can expect from EDC in 2021. And for our newbies, when I say EDC, I mean EAT, Don't Compete. See how I shortened that, get those acronyms going. But nevertheless, that's what we will be talking about on today. So when I say I'm talking All Things 2020, I'm talking pandemic talk. You know COVID-19 and his angry older cousin. I'm talking civil unrest. Girl, I'm gonna be talking about them STEMmies. I'm talking about the MAGA Maniacs, you guys. Listen, it's 2021 and we're back with some amazing content. So before we get into this conversation of all things 2020, I wanna be sure to Take a moment to, for a moment of silence for the lives that have been lost to this vicious disease. Thank you for doing that with me. Thank you for just recognizing that 2020 has not been beautiful for everyone. I and mean, For most of us, we've recognized that 2020 was quite challenging, quite, quite stretching. But in saying that, I don't think we dive enough into the many lives that were lost to COVID-19. And I don't want to start this show without recognizing that families were directly impacted by this disease. So speaking of families being impacted, and I'm going to tell this story regarding uh, how COVID-19 affected my family. And I don't say this to make light of how other families were affected. But I do want to share in things that aren't always widely known. Uh when COVID-19 first started, I will say that my husband was quite vigilant in uh kind of understanding what was coming down the pipeline as I was not. Now, I'm not going to lie to you and and um kind of you know, turn the tables one way or another. I, I wasn't as, as aware of what was going down. But my, my, my biggest concern was my daughter. Uh, she was young, uh, a couple of months old, and what, five months, and I just didn't want her to get sick. Uh, me getting sick wasn't even something that I, I even, uh, stressed myself about. But nevertheless, my husband continued to go to work, came back, Work came back, blah blah. Then he got sick. Now he didn't have all of the symptoms of COVID nineteen, so he wasn't able to be tested. But he he wasn't able to be tested at the very beginning. But then he needed to be quarantined for fourteen plus days. That was a little scary because, you know, you're doing your work and your your momming and <laughs> And you have to do it alone because you have to stay away and you still have to be the wife to him in the distance. So that that can be a little bit scary when we view it from our own eyes and just how that looks to you and how that feels in your heart. But nonetheless, he didn't have covid. He was able to go back to work and and all things worked out. But I do recognize that for everyone. It didn't work out that way. It did not work out that way. I know people who have lost their lives to people who was asymptomatic. The range and the differences in these situations is vast. And just being able to view it makes me incredibly grateful. I think that the ultimate word for 2020 was gratitude. That when you heard someone else's testimony or someone else's struggle and challenge, it wasn't yours. And that, within itself, was what made me most grateful about 2020. I did want to discuss how, you know, quarantining, I, I remember when I first saw the word, I was like, I have never seen this word. And I get fascinated by words that I don't know and the meanings and things of that nature. But it had to be, like, one of the most searched words in 2020 quarantine and people have still you know spoke their wrongs and things of that nature but that's a whole other story (laughs) but nonetheless nevertheless um I I think that quarantining had its gifts and curses its challenges and its benefits but because I've seen people who started businesses prosper, blah, blah, blah. People who lost businesses. But I've also seen the mental health struggles people have had. Because some people are not, uh, let's say, comfortable in their own skin, let alone their own homes. Some people are in relationships that, if I don't see you for a couple of days, that's actually a good thing. Like, people are in these type of relationships and... um not even just with other people. People are in these type of relationships with themselves. So to be trapped alone with you is challenging. I ha- I've, I've seen it to be challenging and and sometimes we don't know how to cope with some of uh, our mental health challenges and our self-care becomes a bit more hard for us to a bit a bit more hard for us to uh, cope with when we're alone when we can't go out and we don't have access to certain things that we used to have access to so I've actually seen that and I do want to I did want to touch on that because I think that some there were moments in 2020 that there was much complaint about this thing or another thing small things and large things but most times it was It wasn't as large as someone else's challenge, someone else's issue, someone struggling with mental health because they were alone. Like I had I had the opportunity to quarantine with my family. Someone didn't. And I I sympathize and I empathize with them because I'm blessed and I and and on all I can really think about and all I can really stress to you guys is the idea of being grateful. If we talking gratitude, we're talking STEMIs. Let, let's, let's talk about them STEMIs for a second, them stimulus packages that you did not have to give. Yes, yes, these other countries were doing their people much better. We can have that discussion about 45, but we're not going to do that. We, we 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 putting out that positive energy. You hear me? Okay. So when it came down to you know blessings, that was a blessing. And I'm not trying to brag, but I was able to Purchase a car with with other monies too, but with the money that I got from my stimulus package, I was able to do. I was able to leverage it. Like I want, I want you guys to take away from this that you're not, you don't sit in your stuff. Like stuff is gonna come, challenges are gonna arise, struggles are going to to really push your buttons, but don't sit in your stuff. Don't sit in your leverage it, because I I I heard a quote actually recently that said and i'm not sure who it's by so excuse me you're having a bad moment but it doesn't make it a bad day it's just a bad moment and i needed that when it when it when i heard it cuz i'm like and i think that's good for the year too you know you're having a bad day don't make it a bad year it's just a bad day it happens to the best of us but when these things do erupt ar- turn your lemons into lemonade Beyonce, this situation. So, and it might take some time. It might take some um, elevating of your mind. But leverage these things um, into something. Because I will say this, and I mean this wholeheartedly, is that you should not leave 2020, we've already left it, or your quarantine in general with nothing. I'm sorry, like with having not accomplished anything. Yes, every day will not be a productive day per se, but there's no reason that you shouldn't have leveraged something from this and moved it to another direction. Whether that's a business or a journal, it can be very personal or very public, whatever the case may be, but leverage these things. Don't sit in your stuff. Do not sit in your stuff moving forward i just want to jump into an audio by miss kimberly latrice jones so this was an audio that inspired me and i definitely wanted to share it with you guys and i hope that it's something that also inspires you
1: so I've, I've been seeing a lot of things talking of the people making commentary um interestingly enough the ones i've noticed that have been making the commentary are wealthy black people making the commentary about should not be um rioting we should not be looting we should not be tearing up our own communities and then there's been an argument of the other side of we should be hitting them in the pocket we should be focusing on the blackout days where we don't spend money um but you know i feel like we should do both and i feel like i support both and i'll tell you why i support both i support both because there, when you have a civil unrest like this there are three type of people in the streets There are the protesters, there are the rioters, and there are the looters. The protesters are there because they actually care about what is happening in the community. They want to raise their voices, and they are there strictly to protest. You have the rioters who are angry, who are anarchists, who really just want to shit up, and that's what they're going to do regardless. And then you have the looters. And the looters almost exclusively are just there to do that, to loot. Now, people are like, well, what did you gain? Well, what did you get from looting? I think that as long as we're focusing on the what, we're not focusing on the why. And that's my issue with that. As long as we're focusing on what they're doing, we're not focusing on why they're doing. And some people are like, well, those aren't people who are legitimately angry about what's happening. Those are people who just want to get stuff. Okay, well then, Let's go with that. Let's say that's what it is. Let's ask ourselves why in this country in 2020, the financial gap between poor blacks and the rest of the world is at such a distance that people feel like their only hope and only opportunity to get some of the things that we flaunt a flash in front of them all the time is to walk through a broken glass window and get it. That they are so hopeless that getting that necklace, getting that TV, getting that change, getting that bed, getting that phone, whatever it is that they're going to get is that in that moment when the riots happen and if they present an opportunity of looting that's their only opportunity to get it we need to be questioning that why why are people that poor why are people that broke why are people that that food insecure that clothing insecure that they feel like their only shot that they are shooting their shot by walking through a broken glass window to get what they need. And then people want to talk about, well, there's plenty of people who pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and got it on their own. Why can't they do that? Let me explain to you something about economics in America. And I'm so glad that as a child, I got an opportunity to spend time at PUSH where they taught me this, is that we must never forget that economics was the reason that Black people were brought to this country. We came to do the agricultural work in the South and the textile work in the North. Do you understand that? That's what we came to do. We came to do the agricultural work in the south and the textile work in the north. Now, if I right now, if I right now decided that I wanted to play Monopoly with you. And for 400 rounds of playing Monopoly, I didn't allow you to have any money. I didn't allow you to have anything on the board. I didn't allow for you to have anything. And then we played another 50 rounds of Monopoly and everything that you gained and you earned while you were playing that round of Monopoly was taken from you. That was Tulsa. That was Rosewood. There are pla- Those are places where we built black economic wealth, where we were self-sufficient, where we owned our stores where we owned our property and they burned them to the ground so that's 450 years so for 400 rounds of monopoly you don't get to play at all not only do you not get to play you have to play on the behalf of the person that you're playing against you have to play and make money and earn wealth for them and then you have to turn it over to them So then for 50 years, you finally get a little bit and you're allowed to play and every time that they don't like the way that you're playing or that you're catching up or that you're doing something to be self-sufficient, they burn your game. They burn your cards. They burn your Monopoly money. And then finally at the release and the onset of that, they allow you to play and they say, okay, now you catch up. Now at this point, the only way you're going to catch up in the game is if the person shares the wealth, correct? But what if every time you share the wealth then there's psychological warfare against you to say oh, you're an equal opportunity higher So if I played 400 rounds of Monopoly with you and I had to play and give you every dime that I made And then for 50 years every time that I played I if you didn't like what I did You got to burn it like they did in Tulsa and like they did in Rosewood How can you win? How can you win? You can't win, the game is fixed. So when they say, why do you burn down the community? Why do you burn down your own neighborhood? It's not ours. We don't own anything. We don't own anything. There is, Trevor Noah said it so beautifully last night. There's a social contract that we all have that if you steal or if I steal, then the person who is the authority comes in and they fix the situation. But the person who fixes the situation is killing us. So the social contract is broken. And if the social contract is broken, why the do I give a shit about burning the football hall of fame, about burning a target? You broke the contract when you killed us in the streets and didn't give a You broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth. You broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own by our bootstraps in Tulsa and you dropped bombs on us. When we built it in Rosewood, and you came in and you slaughtered us, you broke the contract. So your target, Hall of Fame. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this to the ground, and it still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what Black people are looking for is equality and not revenge.
0: So I've heard a lot of explanations of what's going on in our country what's going on in our head and hearts of us as african american people but if i'm being honest with you i have never heard an explanation that was quite as eloquently explained as that one and and maybe that you don't define it as eloquence but for me i need it raw i do because the way she explained to help me understand so much about what's going on and how to really understand people for where they are selectively they can select to be on one side or the next or whatever the case may be but when she, the passion she had for that I I would sit in any class she she taught <laughs> just being honest. But I wanted to share that with you guys and I don't know the legalities of it. Um, But I wanted to share that with you guys because if she was able to explain it to me and I'm a very critical thinker and sometimes too much, I think that you guys could enjoy it from that particular standpoint as well. And I, I, I won't even touch the matter any more than what I allowed her to. So just moving forward into 2021, we're in January and a lot has already been going on in the first seven days. And if you've been living under a rock, let me tell you, there are some MAGA maniacs that showed up at the Capitol building. Okay. Let me tell you. And There is no surprise in my voice, in my heart, in my head. And there shouldn't be on your part as well. Because when we think about what MAGA actually represents, and I am not by far in any way, shape, or form political, but when we think about what MAGA represents, we're actually thinking about a time when we as an African-American people a minority people were inferior to the superiority of uh of the majority and the majority is wealthy white men and wealthy white women so when you think about making america great again you're thinking about a time that made us less than just simply put to sh- in, in, in 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 and I said this last a lot last year but audacity was at an all-time high. Like the things people were audacious enough to do. Child, listen, listen. All-time high. All-time high because the audacity of someone to show up. That's that's like that's like someone showing up at my house as that's like your ex, your ex showing up at your front door when you get off of your honeymoon with your new husband. Sir, what are you doing here? They're literally counting the electoral count, making the electoral count. And you show up there as if you were supposed to be there, as if what you, listen, as if what you had to say mattered so much. How entitled? How entitled? But I just needed to touch on that um, real quick because I just was like, audacity is at a really all time high. So be very vigilant out here, especially you black and brown people. Be vigilant. Look around on, on every every angle. Look look over your shoulders. Look look sideways at who you need to look sideways at because we need to be careful. We need to be careful, and I want us to be healthy and whole. So, what can you expect from? EDC in 2021. Guest, guest, and more guest. I'm expanding my brand from my podcast to some some products I'll be releasing um, and launching later on this year and doing some other ventures. But when it comes to the podcast, I, I want to get experts in certain areas on to have these conversations about topics that you guys may be interested in, topics that will heal you, help you, inspire you, and leave an impact on your lives. I don't want to just talk. And when when we talked earlier about, you know, leveraging something, and I want to leverage this particular platform to do more for you. I don't want to just talk at you. I want to talk with you, and I also want to educate you from experts in the field so that you can have tangible things to take away and actionable steps to make. Tangible things to take away and actionable steps to make. So I'm really looking forward to that in 2021. So I changed a little bit about the format um, concerning the podcast Uh, What I changed was how when you find you can find it still in the same platform, Spotify, Apple and wherever you find your your podcast. The season will not be listed. It will be listed. The season will be replaced with a year. So this is year 21. So you'll see the number 21 and then in a colon and then you'll see what episode it is. So if you ever get confused, I don't remember the name. I don't recall what they were speaking about remember that it's 21 so we're in year 2021 and the episode will be after the colon so following episode it'll be 21 colon two okay so I hope that makes sense for you guys I just wanted to um, give you guys a, a little bit more clarity on what it is that I plan to do this year a takeaway that I want you guys to have well before I end the show is to make the most of 2021 just make the most of it turn your lemons into lemonade and if and if you don't drink lemonade turn it into a cocktail do what you do sis do what you do but make the most of it don't complain or don't spend too much time complaining make the most of 2021 see this is my year of intention like i know that for certain i am 150 percent sure So I am personally, I plan not to leave not one stone unturned. I can promise you that. So think a little bit about a few things. I'm going to leave you with a couple of questions. But before I leave you with those questions, I want to address the elephant in the room. Or in this case, not in the room. It was a corny pun. But anyway, where is Patty? I don't want y'all to put a a campaign out and where is Patty, where is she at, and blah, blah, blah. No, Patricia will not be joining us this season, but she's okay. She's, you know, she's not sick. She's not shut in, as the church would say. She's good, I promise you that. She sends her love, but we will not be blessed with her kind words this season. However, I plan... I will make an attempt to make it up to you. Just stick with me, I promise you. So what those questions are, what is your vision for this year? I'm not talking a laid out, mapped out, specific plan per se. But I do want you to begin to give it thought because a lot of times we fall into this or that because we have not planned at all. So you got to find that balance between being too hard on yourself and not being hard at all. There is something in between there. So what is your vision for 2021? Also, how do you plan on making it happen? What resources do you have? Uh, Who are you tapping into? What is your spiritual life like? What is your wellness life like? What are these different components that you plan on tapping into? So I will leave you with those questions what is your vision for this year how do you plan on making it happen and the quotes that I quoted at the very beginning were today will never happen again don't waste it with a false start or no start at all that's org mandino and of course I remixed it in saying this year will never happen again Don't waste it with a false start or no start at all. You have just tuned in to another episode of Eat With Her, Don't Compete With Her, and It's Your Girl, Jazz.